All right, welcome in to The Wrap. Tom Azoway and company here on NRM Streamcast, live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington, another edition of The Wrap. And uh, we're coming to you here, and the boys are with me. Clarence Black in the house. What's what up, up, CB? Man, I'm trying this damn coronavirus, man. It's got me, yo. CB's got an edge to him today. You that? Like, I like that, that raspy. Yeah, I hear that. Sickness. My wife's homesick. It's hot. My wife's got an inhaler. She's got the whole thing going right now. I'm sorry, Miss Mass. How you doing, girl? She's, she's gonna, listening. She's going to live. Tomorrow's her birthday, by the way. Mrs. Mass's birthday tomorrow. She's got to get better for that. Brendan Sennett in the house. What what's, it is, Maz. What's good up, to see kid? You, buddy. Hey, it's good that you came on a perfect day because we're going to talk about some of your teams, some of the Boston teams that are really in the news. And I'm going to tell you about the Patriots. All of a sudden, where's Tom Brady going to play is taking on a whole new meaning. And we always said, there's a California guy who wants to go back and play for his favorite team, the 49ers. That was his team growing up. He always loved the 49ers. And we're like, well, they can't, he can't go there. They got Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, who they got from the Patriots because he was the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And Are you Tom about to go wife like, swap on me? Huh? Are you about to go wife swap? Yeah. Get out. Ah. Yeah. The word on the street wife swap. is there's going to be a wife swap. Some, somehow, some way. The kicker is if they sell Garoppolo off before April 1st, they trade him, the Niners. They only eat like $3 million in cap, and they pick up $24 million on the good end. And the Patriots, of course, right now don't have a, a quarterback. I mean, they have their backup. They don't really have a plan. Jared Stidham. Yeah, Jared Stidham. So we're going to go out to Boston and, and uh, chat more about this with guys that really know what they're talking about. We're going out there right now live to Boston, Mass. Phil A. Perry covers of course, all the Boston sports, especially the Patriots, for NBC Sports out in uh, Boston. Phil, how are you, man? It's Tom Mazaway. Welcome in. Doing great. Very bored. Nothing to talk about <laughs> Nothing. here. It's just a very quiet time of year for us. It's to, great, to, huh? To cover the Patriots. We yeah. love it. We love football season all year round. By the way, Tom here, Clarence is here, and Brendan, our favorite Bostonian, is here. And the word on town and... I think Tom E. Curran put it out. But what's with you guys with the middle initial? You always got to use the middle initial? <laughs> I he love was, it. You know what? I got to give him credit. He was the first one to do that. He's been doing the Tom E. Curran on the byline for I know. a long time. I just did it on Twitter because I like it. There's, a, uh, there's a very famous R&B singer named Phil Perry, and he was on the Twitter machine before I was. <laughs> I dig so it, Phil. Congrats I, to him. I am now Thomas A. Mazaway, all right? so uh, But you can call me Perfect. Maz. So Maz, Clarence, and Brendan in the house. Fill us in, Phil, on... Uh, What's this going on? Jimmy G maybe coming Can we back? Just call it wife swap. Yeah, it's wife swap. <laughs> tell, tell us about Brady for Garoppolo. Come on. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing? I mean, if we all just you know really sit here and and will it into reality, can it happen, please? Because it would just be such <laughs> an unbelievable story. I've said for months now, really since the second half of the Patriots season, just after talking to people um, close to Brady getting the sense that Brady was really ready to go, and we all knew what his contract was, obviously, the fact that he'd be able to hit free agency as soon as the new league year started in 2020. That was not just for leverage. That was, again, from the conversations I've had, that was a guy who really wanted to see what was out there, and hmm. if the right spot availed itself, he would be ready to go. And nothing that happened during the season 
dissuade him from that opinion. If in, if anything, in fact, it, it probably pushed him the other way, given how the offense performed. Uh, and the world saw it at every press conference, even after wins, if the offense didn't look the way he thought it should look, Tom Brady was clearly frustrated, and he was frustrated all season. So the question is, okay, where did he go? And to me, the best fit all along has been Tennessee, not just because of Mike Vrabel, although I think that helps that would provide him a culture that is Patriots-like in some ways. And so it wouldn't be like going to John Gruden or going to Bruce Arians where things are just run differently. Um, you know, Mike Vrabel would at least give him some familiarity there. But there are good weapons there. There's a good offensive <laughs> line there. Uh, you don't have to pay, play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, which I think would be nice for him too. Um, and they're a team that could win. They obviously beat the Patriots in the playoffs. They should be right back there next year. Yep. Uh, so I've liked the Titans for a long time, and everything I heard at the Combine uh, did nothing to dissuade me of that opinion. But now the Niners, guys, the Niners, if you're Brady, there is no match that is better than the Niners. I mean, everything I just said about the Titans, the Niners are even better. They, they probably have a slightly better offensive line. Uh, the weapons are, are better. They have the best tight end in the league. Tom Brady loves using that tight end position. We know that. Oh, yeah. Debo Samuel, they have a good running game. They have maybe the best offensive play caller in football right now, and Kyle Shanahan, and he would be close to home. I think that's down the list, but it's close to home. It's a big market for TB12. I mean, this, this would make a lot of sense for Brady, and quite honestly, I know people would argue with me on this, but I think it would make sense for the San Francisco 49ers too. This is unbelievable. This is one of the most exciting NFL off-seasons. This is better than the regular season for me so far. I can't wait to see where the dominoes fall and then the draft. We got our Lions picking at number three. Are they going to you know, take a quarterback? Is someone going to jump them? We got so much to talk about, but I, I want to go back to the old Patriots when they let Jimmy G go to San Francisco. That was not what Bill Belichick had in mind. Am I correct in saying that? Well, it wasn't what he had in mind originally, but I would say, and I think, you know, there's been a lot of um, reporting out there, uh, and primarily, really, there's the Seth Wickersham piece on ESPN from a couple years ago that suggested, essentially, that Robert Kraft marched into Bill Belichick's office and said, we got to deal this guy. And the reason you saw the return that you did from the Niners in that trade, where it was just a second-round pick, uh, was because Bill Belichick was sort of fed up and he didn't want to get rid of his guy, and so he essentially gave him away to the 49ers. That, as I understand it, is not how it went down. Uh, Robert Kraft is really, really incredibly, I would say reluctant isn't a strong enough word. <laughs> he is willing to go on the offensive to tell anyone who believes that he has that kind of say in the football part of the organization he will flat out tell you that's not the case and that this is Bill Belichick's plan and this is Bill Belichick's team, the football side of things, and he has done such a good job organizing that side of things that he wants to, to let him do his thing with that. And that's the case even now with Brady, of all people, the, the, fifth, the fifth craft son. He is taking the same approach here with Brady, where if Brady ends up leaving, if that's the decision Bill Belichick makes, Robert Kraft, unless it's just the difference of a couple million here or there, something within reason, and it's just finances, no. where Kraft would say, okay, what are we doing here? Let's keep the guy around. I would love to keep him. Let's make this happen. If you really think he is what's best for the team, um, unless that happens, he's going to let Bill Belichick make the decision. So I think that's what happened with Garoppolo, too. What happened with Belichick, and I think where he 
uh, made a misstep, and a significant one, honestly, is that he didn't trade him early enough. They likely could have had a first-round pick guy sure. had they traded Jimmy Garoppolo going into the 2017 season. Bill Belichick decided to hold on to him. They wanted to try to work out a long-term deal with him to try to keep him around and, and bridge that gap to, to get them to the end of Tom Brady's career. They also, I think, were hoping that, okay, if Brady gets hurt, this guy's 40 years old. If he gets hurt, well, then Jimmy's our guy and the transition starts now. So we're going to hold on to him as long as we can, and that's what they did. But they made a mistake by not getting a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. The Browns would have taken him in all likelihood. Oh. You could have restarted the entire process, guys, traded a first, traded Jimmy Garoppolo for a first-round pick, drafted Deshaun Watson, who ended oh. up going, I believe, at number 12 that year, and then you have the next guy here for five years. And Tom, and that takes you, that does take you to the end of Tom Brady's career. So that was the mistake for Bill Belichick. No, he didn't want to leave. He didn't want to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, but it wasn't because Kraft said so. It was just because he felt like he had the timeline nailed, and he didn't. Tom Brady outplayed it. They won a Super Bowl in 2016. Mm. He was MVP in 2017. What were you going to do? You're going to get rid of Tom Brady at that point? No. Phil A. Perry joining us from NBC Sportsnet in Boston. It's wife swap here on the wrap with Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, and Brendan Senek. Go ahead, B. Phil, uh, Brendan here. Thanks again for coming on today. I appreciate it. So, you know, the, the way I'm reading the tea leaves, and obviously, you know, I'm I'm I read all you guys. I listen to all your podcasts. Yada yada. You know, I'm I'm an outcast here, living in Detroit as a as a yes. Boston fan. Yes, you are. Um, we appreciate that, Brendan. But winning does we suck. Don't. You know, winning it sucks. <laughs> you know, and 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 I and I love victory laps more than anybody. Okay, turn his mic off. Uh, but anyways, um, my question <laughs> is: so is, is is where I'm at now with this, and what my gut is telling me is. What happens now going to dictate Brady's next move? Like, like if the Titans re-up with Tannehill, does that actually help the Patriots? I mean, because I'm with you. It, it doesn't make sense for him to go to the Raiders and play Mahomes twice and play in the Denver altitude twice, and it doesn't make sense for him to go to the Chargers that don't have an identity. So, like, it's to me, it's either Tennessee or New England. So, so if, if they re-sign Tannehill in the next week, does he? Does that kind of force Brady's hand into staying, which is what all Patriot fans want, I think? So I don't think so, because here's what you could do if you're the Titans. And I honestly, I think this is what they should do. I feel like this is what the franchise tag was made for. You have a guy where he has a long track record. You think you know who he is in Ryan Tannehill. He's a, a fine a quarterback at best. Maybe He's a B. Essentially all of his career until last season, right? So he puts together maybe the best season of any quarterback in the league, and had he played the entire season, he might have been in the MVP conversation. He was that good during the regular season. Do you do a long-term deal with that guy, knowing he's into his 30s now and knowing that for the vast majority of his career he's just been fine or worse than that? I, I think no. Like, like I think you'd be crazy to do that, in all honesty. The franchise tag is perfect for Ryan Tannehill because you give him a one-year contract, you say, okay, Prove it to us again. Prove it to us that you can do it again, and then maybe we'll talk long-term. Now, at the same time, you're not taking yourself out of the Brady sweepstakes by giving him the franchise tag. There's a little bit of risk here, but what you could do is something the Patriots did with Matt Castle years ago, which is you franchise him, and then you still try to work out a deal with Brady if that's what you want. If you land Brady, then you trade Tannehill to a quarterback needy team. That's not all that uh, ugly an option for another team out there that 
would have sort of the same thought process. Okay, we get Tannehill for one year. Maybe we can draft the guy, too. If it doesn't work out, we send him on his way. It's one year. Who cares, essentially, for any quarterback needy team that would be in that position? So the Tannehill thing, I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have on Brady. I would say, though, guys, don't, don't totally rule out the Niners just yet because what we've been hearing and granted we are 3,000 miles away so I will give you that and take anything you're hearing this time of year from anybody with a with a massive grain of salt but my colleague at NBC Sports Boston.com Tom Curran has been given indications in the last 24 hours even that Kyle Shanahan might not be a hundred percent sold on Jimmy Garoppolo, which I totally understand. By mm-hmm. the way, guys, he did not take care of the football last season. It wasn't just in the Super Bowl. You can look at a handful of games, whether it was the Ravens game in Baltimore, where he essentially fumbled that one away, lost the game they should have won, could have won, or it's the divisional round game against the Vikings, where he's throwing it to the other team again. I think he's a little reckless at times, and I could see it. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you're looking at a young roster a roster full of guys that are going to be looking to get paid in the next couple of years here, you might be looking at it and saying, we really need to capitalize on this window. And if Jimmy Garoppolo is just a good quarterback, which I think he is, I think he's a good quarterback, but if he's just good and he's not great, do we need a great quarterback to get us over the hump for the next two years to really capitalize on what we have with this young roster before everybody takes off for free agency? So making that swap on their end, honestly, guys, is not crazy if Kyle Shanahan doesn't fully believe in Garoppolo. Well, how about a coach that can actually coach in the biggest game of the year? It, this it, Doesn't this seem like scapegoating a little bit, Phil? I mean, that that game was there. I thought the play calling with the lead again in a Super Bowl was horrible. So if Jimmy Garoppolo, if some way somehow the Niners do win the Super Bowl, are we having this conversation? Do you think we're having this conversation if they win? I would say no, because they probably wouldn't have the courage to move on from a quarterback who just won the Super Bowl. But I would say you should be having the conversation again, because if you're assessing it, and they obviously they watch the guy every day in practice, they see him in the locker room. Who knows how, you know, like Kyle Shanahan, you shoot him with the truth scare, maybe he says, no, he's everything we want. Like, you know, I I honestly, guys, I don't believe anything that I hear from anybody at a podium. So I, I really don't care that he's throwing his support behind Jimmy Garoppolo and all of his public appearances uh, since the since the Super Bowl here. But if they watch him and they say, man, we really need somebody who's going to take care of the football, who's going to have a little bit more po- – I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl, he's, he's, he's being dragged to the ground and throwing it behind his head in a direction where he can't <laughs> even see. Uh, and lucky there's not another turnover tacked onto that box score at the end. So if they look at it and they say this is a trend – this is somebody who we have seen for a couple of years now, essentially. I know he's, you know, last year was his first full season as a starter. He's coming off an ACL. Maybe he'll get better, even though he's into his late 20s. That may happen, and they may foresee that. But maybe you're seeing trends where you're saying the part of that position is not losing games. So, and so Phil, if he I, lost too many games for if I So if I just did this, all right, and, and just you fill in the blank, all right, the biggest yep. problem with the San Francisco 49ers, according to Phil, A, would be blank. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's too strong. I, I, have a, I have a problem with your question, but I will answer it. I'll say the quarterback. I'll say the quarterback. I will answer it. Like, Listen, I'm not saying he's bad, and I'm not saying he is a problem, period, end of story. 
I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is probably in like a, I don't know, guys, like, is he a top, he's a, he's certainly a top 15 quarterback in my mind. He's probably even a top 12 quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you're Kyle Shanahan and you really feel like you can win in the next two years and you think you have the number 12 guy in the league, but you think Brady's maybe like the number eight or nine guy in the league, do you make that move? I think that's a legitimate question. Oh, man, I just can't. I, for some reason, I just can't picture it. By the way, Phil A. Perry joining us, NBC Sportsnet in Boston. We're talking wife swap here, Patriots in San Francisco, Tom Brady. And that, honestly, guys, that, that Brady ranking that I just threw out there, yeah. like eight or nine, I haven't thought that through. That might be generous. Like it, What he showed last year yeah. was not good. I, and I, I will give him he was not surrounded by great weapons and that they held him back. But like that might be – there might be – 75% of the league right now that would look at me and say, you think Brady's still a top 10 guy? I mean, he's still good. Is he still yeah. top 10? So oh. I, I don't I don't know where I would even land that ranking and and sort of slap my name onto that. But it's kind of, it, it doesn't matter what I think. I, again, we'll come back to it. It's what does Shanahan think? What does he think about Garoppolo? What does he think about Brady? And how, how does he see this team moving forward in the next couple of years? Let's say uh, the Patriots. What what pick are the Patriots this year in, in the in the draft, they're number twenty-three. Twenty-three. Any chance of them moving up to get a quarterback? I think there should be a chance. I think if somebody that right now is projected to go, say, in the top ten or even in the top fifteen, and I'm thinking of, you know, I'm assuming Burrow will be gone. I'm assuming Tua will be gone. But if Herbert starts to slide for some reason, if Jordan Love gets into the the teens, and you love he the won't. talent there. And you look at it and you say, 17 picks, yeah, but look who he's working with. He's essentially playing with a you know a Division II <laughs> roster, and every throw was a tight window throw, and you know everything was on the run. And you look at some of the high-end plays, and man, if we could just bottle that up and make him a little bit more consistent, maybe sit him for a year, hell yeah, I would trade up for that. It, essentially, uh, you know, moving seven spots in the first round, you know, that'll cost you something, but it, it won't be, you know, the Mahomes trade for the Chiefs, which was, Get from twenty-seven to ten for yeah. two firsts and a third. Wow! They're going to get to a. If you can, they're going to get to a. They're going to fleece. So here's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to hook up with Patriots West, which is what I call the Lions. So the Lions have become Patriots West. They're going to fleece the Lions out of out of two and a third pick, and they're going to give us like something in return. They'll give us back Kyle yep. Van Noy. So we're good, man. Yep, Kyle Van Noy for the three pick, <laughs> and and Quinn and Patricia are going to find some value in that because I already see it coming, man. I already see it. I see it in my head right now. They're, some way, somehow, the Patriots are going to grab Tua, and then this whole thing is just going to re- going to reverse itself. You see, Phil, this is the gray so, skies of being of being Lions supporters. You have in to this understand town. understand what we go through here, man. You, you got I, you have no clue what we go play. through. Man, your, your your minds are, are are dark places right now. We are, we are, they are, brother. I, I understand that. I would say the one thing about Tua, and he's a totally fascinating prospect to me on a number of fronts. But from a Patriots perspective, particularly, he really would be going against the grain for the Patriots in a number of respects, like physically, just in terms of the size. Like Garoppolo for them was actually a small quarterback, and he's not a huge guy, but he's like he was six two. Right around 220 pounds, I believe, when he was drafted out of Eastern Illinois, and he was small for for the Patriots in terms of Bill Belichick's tenure mm-hmm. in New England and what he's drafted at that position over you know the better part of 20 years. Who was even a couple inches shorter, lighter injury issues, and people that I've spoken to here in New England, um, I think, listen, they think he's a polished guy. There's no doubt about it. He's accurate. 
the one thing, though, that almost makes him a little bit of a hard evaluation is that things were so easy for him so often. You look at the pockets that he's throwing from. He's playing, obviously, in front of multiple NFL offensive linemen, so he has time for the most part. You're looking at the receivers he's throwing to. They're creating a tremendous amount of separation play after play after play, and it's almost a little bit difficult because he was surrounded by so much talent. It's a crazy thing to say, but this is how scouts look at this, and maybe they're thinking about it too much. But when it's that easy and you don't have that many tight window throws and you're coming to a league where the majority of critical throws are made into tight windows, He's a little bit of a tough evaluation. So I don't think they would move all the way up for Tua. I could see them moving up for either Herbert or Love because I could see those guys sliding a little bit. I, I don't think they're getting into the top 10. But if somebody gets to, you know, uh, that 17, 15 range, maybe the Broncos are a team they've traded with a lot in the past. The Broncos mm-hmm. are right there at 15. Uh, maybe if somebody gets to that point, then they'd make a move. All right. Your last, last question for you here. If you're a betting man, you're betting your salary on this. Who's the starting quarterback for the Patriots in September? If I'm a betting man, yep. um, which which I am. You I can throw it out there. I'll throw, Bruce, I'll throw uh, Brissett out there. I'll throw Garoppolo out there. I'll throw a rookie let's, let's out there. Throw a name out. Let's, let's throw a name. Yeah, let's throw a name we haven't even uh, really talked about yet. I'm, I'm going to go Jared Stidham. I, I do think Brady's going to go. I think if, if you made me bet on it, I would bet that it's not going to be the Niners. I would – I would say he's going to go to Tennessee. And so Brady in Tennessee, Jimmy stays in San Fran, and the Patriots would rather roll, I think, with Jared Stidham on low money than trading for giving up a pick and paying Andy Dalton. Um, I could see them bringing in somebody like Marcus Mariota on short money. Yeah, like That's a guy who probably shouldn't even be making you know $8 million for one year. Get him for seven and a half, make him compete with Stidham. Um, but I'm going to go with Stidham. I think if... If we're going odds, if we're going on a percentage basis yeah. here, he's on the roster, he's been in the system, team likes him a lot. I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if he's truly ready, but they might be able to surround him with enough in terms of a defense, and maybe they uh, they draft another receiver or they're able to pick up one of these free agent tight ends and it doesn't look as bad offensively uh, next year in terms of the personnel. So I'll go with Stidham. All right, buddy. We're going to hold you to it, Phil. And you know, We haven't even talked about you. We don't have time, but – to talk about your president winner, uh, the Bruins. They, they're running away with things now. They beat the Lightning last night, best record in the NHL. You got the Celtics. They do lose in overtime to the Nets, which is, you know, oh, finally. You got, ugly. You, you got ugly some problems. Celtics. Well, it also helps that Kyrus Levert was drunk. Yes. So. You got 51, man. <laughs> 51. Anyway, you got your Red Sox. You got a little problems there. We haven't heard their punishment yet. In like a 30-second span, what do you think the, what's going to happen to the Red Sox? I think the Red Sox are, are looking at a lost season. It's depressing here when, when you look at that team and there's so much interest still. Uh, but I think the interest is going gonna, is gonna to seriously wane. It waned last year. But Chris Dale, it looks like he's headed for Tom yeah, John. again. There's no pitching here. They'll be able to hit. They should be able to hit even without Mookie. But uh, people are down on the Red Sox right now, and it's <laughs> unbelievable. Everything happening, the Red Sox are falling apart. The Celtics are on the rise. The Bruins are at the Amazing. top of the mountain, it feels like, in the NHL. And all we're talking about is Tom Brady, guys. And, the, and then there's we us here in Detroit with the four worst teams in all of sports right here in Detroit, all right? <laughs> so you you have a good time, Phil. Say hi to Tom for us, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again, buddy, all right? Will do. Sounds great, guys. Thanks Th- for having me. Thanks, Thanks man. Phil. Take care, buddy. Phil A. Perry, NBC Sports Network in Boston. I was trying to ask him about the Red Sox punishment. Because the punishment has not come down yet. And that's got to come down 
you know, very soon. Well, I mean, we hope it will come down before opening day. I, I would, I would think so. And opening day is 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 closing in, by the way. And I want to thank our good friends at Jim Reels. Uh, over that, Jim Reels and Warren, and in Romeo, Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Rap Boys. That was a quickie with a quick NFL hit. Like people, the we're going to try to come at wife, you the wife swap edition, wife swap edition. That's what we're going to call this. Uh, we're going to come at you with smaller portions of our show now. There's going to be we're going to be on every day, every day now, Monday through Saturday. They're going to be even a weekend edition. It's a lot of Maz the boys. in your life. A lot of Maz and a lot of Clarence Black. Like a lot of Brendan Senate. We got Darren McCarty in the house always. Thanks for everything. Angel and the, and the gang in the back. Kelsey, Steven, thanks for helping us put the show together. Keep it right here, boys. Thanks for coming in. Let's do it again, right? You got it. All right. Thanks for listening to Rap, everyone. Tom Azaway on NRM Streamcast.